Welcome into A to Z Sports powered by TennesseeTickets.com. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at A to Z Sports, Instagram, A to Z Sports, Facebook, A to Z Sports Nashville. We are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. Got to thank our sponsors because they make everything happen for our show, for our business, and for you guys. TennesseeTickets.com. If you check out TennesseeTickets.com and you use the code TITANS20, you'll save $20 off any of your Titans ticket purchases at TennesseeTickets.com. They will refund your money if fans are not allowed in the stands, so you can trust them with that. Drinkers Warehouse. The professional landlords in the Nashville area, renterswarehouse.com is where to go to find out how much your home can rent for. Mandu, the pulse of fitness, one 15-minute workout simulates five-plus hours in the weight room. How is that? Because a full-body electronic muscle, muscle stimulation, your first workout's free at mandu.com. Uh, the Tucker Agency, saving you an average of 20% on your personal insurance by going to tuckertn.com. That's the Tucker Agency at tuckertn.com. And Calvin and Subtle, uh, if you need some new floors, you need new finishing on your floors, calvinandsubtle.com, taking CDC precautions when they enter your home, calvinandsubtle.com in the Middle Tennessee area. Uh, Zach, we're discussing this face of the franchise show this morning, uh, really because Ryan Tannehill spoke a lot of big words yesterday. And Ryan Tannehill over the last couple of weeks has been very outspoken about how he feels with uh, the, the, the protests uh, after the murder of George Floyd in Minneapolis, the Black Lives Matter movement. So uh, you were a part of, of that Zoom press conference, I was out yesterday. So, what were your takeaways from Ryan Tannehill and the words that he shared uh, with Titans media and fans yesterday? Yeah, well, I thought all three individuals did an outstanding job. Uh, Rashawn Evans and Kevin Byard uh, as well, and obviously they speak to it from a different viewpoint, a different sure. standpoint. And Ryan Tannehill had to speak from it from a different standpoint. And he's been an advocate. You saw Richard Sherman call out Jerry Jones for being silent, not saying anything. Well, Ryan Tannehill has been the complete and polar opposite. And I think the Titans should be proud of their, their, their quarterback that they just signed to a $100-plus million contract. And I tweeted this out yesterday, Austin. I said, you know, Ryan Tannehill, he was peppered with questions. I mean, 10-plus, maybe close to 15 questions and hard questions, good, relevant questions by Titans media and national media about – the Black Lives Matter movement, what he thought about it, what he would have done differently years ago. And you know what, Austin? I was so impressed with how Ryan Tannehill handled himself and answered every single solitary question. Didn't say, hey, I don't want to get involved in that. Hey, I don't want to talk about it. No comment. Never did any of that. I tweeted that out. Actually, Ryan Tannehill's wife actually liked the tweet. Hey, there so you like, go. Well, and I felt like that was probably a proud moment. For her because her husband did something and again it was just a tweet but we I, I sat there in that press conference the virtual zoom and I don't know I was very very impressed with Ryan Tannehill talking about very hard difficult topics but did it in a unbelievable way Amy Adams Strunk John Robinson and Mike Vrabel must and have to be very proud of number 17 just in that setting but moving forward, they there's a reason why they signed him to that four-year deal this offseason. And it's mm -hmm. not just because of his stellar play on the field. It's because of the things that I, I would assume that we don't see in the locker room, in the meeting rooms, in the community, and this in the public setting of, of answering difficult questions. Yeah, and, and I – 
Buck Rising wrote a really good article on our website, com, talking about how Ryan Tannehill's education sets the standard in the NFL. And there was a couple comments um, that I thought that Buck was spot on about is highlighting the white quarterback as a hero of black causes may feel like a cliche, but Tannehill's efforts speak to the true meaning of leadership. So we'll come back to that leadership in a moment. Uh, and then he also had the comment about Drew Brees that Tannehill's profile is not that of Drew Brees, but his education on the issue is miles ahead. So I thought Buck was spot on with that. And if you haven't read that after the show, go check out Buck's article. Uh, it was really good. But it made me feel more, even more comfortable as really everything Ryan Tannehill has done since inking that contract has made me more comfortable as him as the franchise quarterback, whether it's the next three years when they can get out of it or the next four years to the contract's completion. It makes me feel more comfortable in him as the franchise quarterback for this opportunity that we have both called a championship window. And I think Ryan Tannehill is rising in a candidate to take over as the face of the Tennessee Titans franchise. Because, Zach, we've talked about the Titans organization a number of times in how they've always been behind to catch up to the NFL's football trends. It's not a pa- it is a passing lead. League, but the Titans are a running football team. And that's a good thing that they're a running football team. They've had success doing that. But in order for them to take the next step, they've got to become more dynamic in the passing game, consistent year over year. And faces of the franchise are regularly quarterbacks. And Ryan Tannehill has that type of pedigree to become the Titans' face of the franchise. I think he has an opportunity to. Now, Will he? We'll find that out. That's what we're discussing today. I, I do think that you talked about his pedigree. All of the things are there, but a lot of things have to happen for him to be the face of the franchise. And Well, we start with the face of the franchise with this. And I, I want to say this statement because you have to recognize what happened in the past to move forward. That's kind of a theme over like the last several weeks, right? Understand what the past is. Don't let it hold you back to where you want to go, right? You have to go somewhere different. The Titans, face of the franchise means this to me. Look at the stadium. Look at Nissan Stadium. Who's on that stadium? Now, over the last couple of years, there's been two main, well, I would say three main figureheads. You have Bud Adams with the AFC Championship trophy over his head. That is an iconic photo they put on the the side of the stadium. You also have Mac 9 who I'll play in blitz here at 1 o'clock. But the real Mac 9 that photo is on the side of the stadium, and then Eddie George. Those three guys encompass the franchise's history, right? Marcus Mariota was supposed to be that guy. They wanted him to be that guy. Ends up, he could not be that guy. So what did they do? They put everybody's face on the side of the stadium because Mariota could not supplant himself as the true face of the franchise on the field and off the field. You have to have both of them. And that's what I bring up. We're going to ask you guys who the face of the franchise is. I don't know who Austin's going to say. I assume I could think what Austin's going to say. But I think that's very important of what has happened over the last couple of years. The true face of the franchise should be plastered on the side of the stadium. It's like you you never went down to Tampa. I went down to Tampa to see Mariota Winston Part one, yeah. first game ever, right? I was down right. there in Tampa. 
already before Jameis Winston had played a game, he was all over that stadium. That was the face of their franchise and has been for five years. Now it's Tom Brady for a period of time. So here's the question we're asking you guys. This is very important. I cannot wait to hear your answers. Who is the Titans' face of the franchise moving forward? In your opinion, comment in the comment section on Facebook, on IG, on Periscope, YouTube, Twitch, all of the platforms that you're watching. Who is the face of the Titans franchise moving forward? All right, that's a great question, uh, and we'll get your, your comments. We have not read a comment yet today. We've gone 12 minutes with no comments, so we'll change that very quickly and get all of your impact inputs uh, here on the show. Uh, but first, Zach, tell people about Tucker Agency and how they can help you save some money. Yeah, Tucker Agency, it's simple. The reason why that we've kind of partnered on board with Tucker Agency is to save you money. The average company cover our customer saves 20% when they go retool their insurance policy with Tucker Agency. Will Tucker, look, went to NBA, local guy here in Nashville, and he's here to help you. You can email him directly, will at tuckertn.com. That's will at tuckertn.com. He'll help you out. Life insurance, home insurance, auto insurance, whatever you need, he can rebundle it and save you a ton of money in a time where you may have lost some income. You may have lost a job. This is the time where you need a few hundred extra dollars to pay the bills, to put the food on the table. Will at TuckerTN.com. Email him today. Say, I heard you about heard about you on A to Z Sports. How can you save me money? Him, him and his team, team will take it from there. All right, A to Z Sports. Also, don't forget our podcast network, the Titan Up Podcast. Had a new episode yesterday, very funny, uh, with face of the Titan special teams for a period of time, Donnie Nicky. Uh, but also check out Buck Rising 615 Sessions with a new episode out uh, this morning as well, talking more about the Titans and Ryan Tannehill, Joe Rexro to the Athletic, and Paul Kaharski uh, with Buck Rising's brand-new episode out today, A to Z Sports Podcast Network. The question is, who is the face of the Titans franchise right now? So there's a lot of answers. I'm going to run through them real quick. S. Wood with Henry. Dustin Snell said it's four people. Now, we, you know, I've got four this, different we people. Did not, uh, Dustin, we did not say who is the Titans' current Mount Rushmore with four faces. We're talking about the face of the Titans franchise. Or Derek says it was Henry, but Tannehill took it. Uh, LGRW on YouTube says Bayard. Alonzo on YouTube says King Henry. David with a Derek Henry. Brandon with King Henry without a doubt. Sawyer King Henry. B-Ret with a, with a Mike Vrabel uh, vote there. Jonathan says Derek Henry. Kyle Derek Henry. Titans 212 says it has to be Tannehill, Henry, or A.J. Brown. So right, riding the fence there. Uh, Henry from Darius. John Michael says Henry. Danny, Henry, and Tannehill. Michael Derek Henry. Tyler. Michael McDonald? Michael you McDonald. Know me. Is that the Doobie brother right May there? Maybe. Maybe. Our Preds writer, Alex Doherty, says right now it's Derrick Henry for show. Uh, Eddie George coming from Joe. Uh, but Brent says Derrick Henry short term, AJ Brown long term. So, Zach, I will let you begin. Who is the face of the franchise moving forward for the Tennessee Titans, uh, in your opinion? Well, so let's go back and rehash a comment. Dustin Snell still says it's four people, Tannehill, Henry, Byard, or Evans. Now, I'll go 50% with old Dustin. I say two of those guys should be on the list. Byard and Evans, I think you have to set aside. I'm going to put up who the four different faces could be, right? I think we're all trying to find one face. Yeah. One voice, one face. 
Here are the four options, in my opinion. Austin, I want to know if you agree with these. I think here are the four. It's Ryan Tannehill, Derek Henry, Mike Vrabel, or John Robinson. Those are your four options that make the most sense. What do you think, Austin? Is that the four we're, we're picking today? Uh, or you want to sprinkle in a little Ben Jones? No, I think oh, Ben Jones. No, <laughs> the center will never – nothing against Ben Jones. Ben Jones is important to the team and important to the locker room. Well, Kevin Mawai was pretty damn close as a center. But he wasn't the- a face of the franchise. because <laughs> He was when, close. Well, because Chris Johnson was that during that time, and you also had Vince Young in there. I think you can whittle one of those four away. And it's John Robinson. Like, John Robinson is not, I don't think, in the running for the face of the franchise because while he might be the fourth option, it would be a distance fourth behind the three others you have up there on the screen. John Robinson is just not in front of the media, in front of the cameras, on camera, talking as much as Vrabel, Henry, or Ryan Tannehill. Now, we have heard more from John Robinson this offseason than we have from Derrick Henry, but Mike Vrabel is more of a face of the franchise than John Robinson because the GM always is kind of lurking in the background. And while John Robinson is absolutely an architect of this team, he is not a face of the team. You know, you look at the buildings that you see built around, you see like the JW Marriott's plastered on the side of that one of those huge buildings downtown, but the architect's name's not up there. It's just the brand, right? And so right now, the three options in my mind are Vrabel, Henry, or Tannehill. And because of... Derrick Henry's franchise tag situation, I think he is not as willing to step up to be more vocal to the media, to the fans. Look, Derrick Henry has not spoken once to the media. Who gives a rip? When you're talking about the face of the franchise, like Ryan Tannehill. They protect the face of the franchise. Usually the face of the franchise is protected. Zach, no. You know that. that, Don't coddle anybody. The Titans have been treating like that for a while. Well, yeah, they coddled Mariota because Mariota needed coddling. The face, the true. He was the face of the franchise. Time out. Let me finish. A true face of the franchise, a true face of the franchise does not need protecting or coddling. And, And this is not, they're not protecting Derrick Henry. This is Derrick Henry. I think putting his foot in the ground and saying, I'm not going to go out here and do all these PR stunts without a long-term deal, which that's a negotiation tool. If you want to say it like that. And I think Derek Henry is just not as comfortable talking to the media, not as comfortable being out there uh, doing things in the public eye, like Ryan Tannehill and like Mike Vrabel, the head coach. So that's why I say, if the Titans want to take the next step, Ryan Tannehill is the new face of the franchise for the Tennessee Titans. He's going to be the most quoted. He's going to be the most blamed when they lose. And he will be the guy saying how great his teammates are when they do win, just like Mike Vrabel is going to do. But Ryan Tannehill moving forward for the Titans to take the next step and then try to go from good to great last year. That was the motto. We don't have one this year yet because we haven't seen him in person. But if they want to take that next step to the Super Bowl, it's going to be on Ryan Tannehill's shoulders. So I, I agree with it is going to be on Ryan Tannehill's shoulders on the field. I think the issue that I have with just giving Tannehill the crown of face of the franchise is unless you are a highly drafted quarterback, like a Joe Burrow, like a Tua, like a Mariota and Winston that we saw, you can't base the face of the franchise off 13 games, Austin. 
You can't. Well, can you it, base it on it, it's uh, not $91 enough, million dollars over the next three years? But it's not enough of a sample size to just – because if he plays poorly – and look, there's a lot more pressure at the quarterback position than there ever will be at the running back position. But Derrick Henry and Mike Vrabel are widely known. The face of the franchise, and this is my definition of it, is widely recognized – by not Titans fans, it's not about the individuals watching this show or you or I. It's the guy named John in California that likes the 49ers. That when you think of the Titans, who do you think of? And there's one man, and there's one man only. And you know what? He's got he's got Ryan Tannehill by about a million followers on Instagram, and his name is King Henry. He's the face of this franchise. No matter if it's the franchise tag, he's got the the Titans have the rights to Derrick Henry, right? That and uh, that's what it is for that's, one year. Yeah. That's the industry. No, for two years because they could franchise his ass again. Fair. That's the rules, right? Yeah. Them are the rules. Yeah. So, uh, so King Henry is the face of this franchise. Now, if Tannehill, I think it's easier for a quarterback to surpass a running back as the face of the franchise. If Ryan Tannehill plays all 16 games like he played those 13 games last year, we're singing a different tune the next year. And I would also say I believe the Titans want Ryan Tannehill to be the face of the franchise. Want and actually what the realization is are two different things, right? I want to have a billion dollars. I don't. Derrick Henry is the face of this franchise moving forward today because He's the leading rusher in the NFL. He's popular all over the platforms. He has the massive runs, the game-breaking highlights that everybody sees on our social media platforms. And I believe that he will be plastered this year if they're smart at marketing, which history shows the Titans aren't very good at that. But his ass and his face should be plastered all over. Earl Thomas is back. That should be the picture. How much How much hype would Titans fans get if it was a, a big-ass picture, 22, tossing Earl Thomas in the back on Nissan Stadium? Though they got plenty of money. They can buy new signs. Those don't cost that much, right? That is the face of this franchise. Mike Vrabel is more popular than Ryan Tannehill, but Ryan Tannehill plays quarterback. Derrick Henry is number one. He's the face of the franchise moving forward. Ask anybody in the United States of America. But what I look, I, I yes, last year Derrick Henry was carrying this franchise, and I understand that. I'm not stubborn enough. He still has it in his hand. Well, but I haven't I haven't heard from him all offseason. And and that was a great case that you just made for Derrick oh, Henry. Yeah, I still, no, look, you made your case. I made my but, case. I've, but, I've flip-flopped a lot of guys. But me, you sure has. And, and uh, Rob says, okay, Zach convinced me. <laughs> End of story there from that. Uh, B-Rat says, put his face on the dollhouses. But again, I, I think Ryan Tannehill, for what he's done over the last two weeks, I think, what? That's a great idea. Tear those freaking dollhouses and have Henry houses and make them badass. A Heisman house? Badass. <laughs> and you have a Heisman house. Because and you have you, a Henry house. And, and, and yes. Hey, who's Earl Thomas House that nobody well, – <laughs> Zach, who, uh, who sponsors the Heisman House? Nissan. Hey, Nissan Heisman House. You're is giving me more house. reasons of why Derrick Henry's the face of the damn franchise. But, but for what Ryan Tannehill is doing, and I think you see this in all of the comments that Ryan Tannehill has made. Ryan Tannehill put out a statement and his, of his feelings on what was happening in our country 
a week before the Tennessee Titans said anything about it. So I see this locker room has completely bought in to everything Ryan Tannehill is. As they were already bought into him as a quarterback, and you've seen that. But you saw A.J. Brown throw up uh, the white men can't jump uh, image, with his, which made, was made by our guy Sal. But you see everybody running behind and propping up Ryan Tannehill for this is my quarterback. Well, well, A.J. Brown did the same thing with Mariota at the beginning of the year. He's going to be loyal to who throws him the ball. A.J. Brown's a very smart guy. And you know what? I would say because – I would go out on a limb. Because of what A.J. Brown is, the position he plays, and how outspoken he is, I've got another great topic that has to do with A.J. Brown's Instagram Live that I watched yesterday that we'll, we'll do probably next week, maybe tomorrow, who knows. Tomorrow, that may actually be a great topic. But A.J. Brown could emerge as the face of the franchise if he starts putting up Julio-ish numbers. That because any you have to be loud. It's not – and you said they bought into the locker. I, I agree with you, Austin. I don't want to downplay what Ryan Tannehill did, does, or has, has done in the past or will do in the future. But this ain't about the locker room. The face of the franchise is about everybody outside the locker room. That's the that's the conversation we're having. But as soon as if the Titans continue on the right path and continue to pick up where they left off last year, Ryan Tannehill will start to become an equal face to what Derrick Henry was last year. The opportunities there, Austin, but you answered the question incorrectly, right? TD, who's watching, he answered the, the question correctly yesterday because who was going to get worse was well, probably the Kansas City Chiefs because it's Super Bowl or bust, right? I don't know. I don't know what question you're The question answer. today, though, is who is the face of the franchise moving forward? And the correct answer, the results are in. It's Derrick Henry. LGRW on YouTube brings up another guy. Kevin Byard, four more interceptions than any other player last season, is the face Look, I, as much as respect as I have for Kevin Byard and his game and his motivation of having a chip on his shoulder, of getting snubbed from the combine and being what he's been, an all-pro, uh, Pro Bowl-level safety, Kevin Byard's not going to be the face of the franchise. Ed Reed wasn't the face of his franchise. Uh, and Ed Reed is a perennial Hall Ed Reed might have been one of the – might have been top five best NFL player during his entire era. You know, yeah. but he wasn't – but Ray Lewis was the face of the franchise. And Kevin Byard is a local product. So inside the Titans bubble that we are all in, and Zach, you bring up a good point. Outside the Titans bubble, Derek Henry is the most recognizable, along with Mike Vrabel. He's Henry and Vrabel are more recognizable, but inside the bubble, Bayard is way more popular amongst the fan base and here locally because of his MTSU tie than he'll ever be outside of it. And that's why he's always going to get snubbed from as many Pro Bowls as he deserves. And Austin, we've talked about this. I'm glad that TD brought this up. Remember during championship weekend, who was on the graphic? We always ask who's yeah, on the graphic. The graphic's a big thing. And I'm I Mahomes, Jimmy G, Aaron Rodgers, and Henry. Yeah, and Tannehill after a stellar season. Right. But I also understand and I admitted that last year there was no discussion that King Henry, Derrick Henry, was the face of the Titans franchise last year. No discussion about it. I'm it talking about moving forward. And still will be. Moving forward, I think Ryan Tannehill's got a got a run for this thing. Because of what he has become this offseason. He's still second. He's still behind. That's the that's the point of the question, Austin, right? 
Moving forward is the question. Moving forward, I think Ryan Tannehill has the opportunity and will take the face of the franchise. I know. I have an opportunity to make $500 million. Did you hear what I said? I said has the opportunity and will take the title of face of the franchise. That's my prediction for Ryan Tannehill moving forward. I think he will take it. No, and I have the one yeah. thing that you do have in your favor in this argument is is the contract, right? The Titans have at least promised ninety one million dollars to this man. That, that's that's what I I let off with. That I think Derrick Henry's franchise tag has he he's kept quiet this offseason because he he knows the first time Derrick Henry talks to the media, he's going to get a dozen questions about the franchise tag, and he doesn't want to deal with that. He wants a long-term deal, so he's got nothing to say. He also got his words taken out of context or twisted around from whatever he said on the Rich Eisen set Super Bowl week, and he has, he's gun-shy of talking to media right now with his current contract situation. So, And Ryan Tannehill has taken the mantle this offseason and has been the quote that has reverberated through the NFL circles. So here, here's something that I want to talk about that happened just recently. And Ray on on IG says he has to prove it. He's got to back it up, right? And here's my issue. And this is – I didn't speak these words. His offensive coordinator spoke these word, words. An offensive anomaly? Anomaly? It's statistical anomaly. Uh, anomaly? Yeah. Right? And we, we defined anomaly the other day. Derrick Henry has proved to you and everybody else – he ain't no anomaly. Right. The anomaly he's the was real. About- he's the real deal. Now, Ryan Tannehill and what he did was statistically unbelievable. What he was able to do with A.J. Brown and the efficiency, the effectiveness, the accuracy, the deep passes, the touchdown to INT ratio, all of that. He cannot become the face, face of the franchise if that's the anomaly. What he did last year – that's what Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and Drew Brees and Ben Roethlisberger have been doing for a long, long time. That's not anomalies, right? That's the one thing that would give me some pause in the confidence well, that Ryan Tannehill is going to be able to do what you well, say. If he you did. if you listen to Arthur Smith's quote when he was when he mentioned statistical anomaly, he was talking about the wide receivers and the yards after the catch and the explosive plays. It wasn't about Tannehill's lack of delivering or Tannehill getting lucky. Well, it was out, about it was offensive output. Right, right. But it was about Tannehill throwing a 12-yard a, a in-cutting route to A.J. Brown and A.J. taking it 65 yards. Like you know, th- That's that's the anomaly he was talking about, of the ability for Jonu Smith to do the same, for Corey Davis to do the same. And Ryan Tannehill benefited from that, but Ryan Tannehill was not the anomaly necessarily. It was more the yards after the catch and broken tackles that were that created as many explosive plays as they had that was the anomaly to right, Arthur I, Smith. I want to dish out the love of the show. I want to alter it a little bit. But I want to dish it out, and it goes to Nick Ewing. You've already, I've already dished out the love on Facebook. Way to go, Nick. Nick says, so Henry is the face, but I would say Tannehill is becoming the voice. I don't want to say is yet. He's had very little time to be the voice, becoming the voice, right? With what he's done over the last several weeks in speaking on some really trying times in our world, in our society, in America – but Derrick Henry is the face of this franchise. That is 100% guarantee true facts. Ryan Tannehill, I think, can become the voice. And here's the difference, Austin. We started this conversation 
with what Marcus Mariota was. I thought Marcus Mariota was a great ambassador. Ambassador is different than becoming the guy. Because to become the guy, you have to do it on and off the field. Mariota was able to do it a little bit off. Really nice guy. Nobody spoke a bad word about him. And when I ream his ass for not playing Week 17 a couple of years ago against the Indianapolis Colts on Sunday Night Football for the first time in 10 years, everybody gets their panties in a wad and gets upset at me because I attack Mariota. Now, Mariota, the true Mariota has come out for the Titans franchise. What he'll do with the Raiders, I don't know. But you have to be able to do it on and off the field. I think Derrick Henry has been able to do it off of the field with his social media. It grew, and I remember this, it grew by over 500,000 on his Instagram in just one half of a season. That's power, right? And Derrick Henry does it on the field with his game-breaking runs and him leading the NFL in rushing. All right, Corey says, in the business of the NFL, you would want your QB to face the franchise. I agree with that. I think everybody agrees with that. That's also why, in the business of the NFL, they pay the quarterback $91 million over three years while franchise tagging the running back. So trivia. Yeah. What is a name another NFL franchise where the quarterback is not the face? One comes to mind, but there's been a – uh, a, a very quick change because currently currently and this goes out this is why i love this game right i'm not just asking austin well i'm asking I, everybody well, okay pop quiz i got i got one i, I think um and i don't know if this is the team you're thinking of but the las vegas raiders the las vegas raiders is one that's a very good one. is that the one you were thinking of no that's not the one i was thinking of. i'll is tell john, you one because john gruden is by far john gruden is the face of that franchise uh we gotta we gotta a, a vote for uh B. Giroux 10 says the Rams because Sean of McVay or, Sean Aaron McVay or Aaron Donald. Yes. Um, so that's and, two. I'll go ahead and name mine. And it's cheap because well, I think a happened. lot of, I think there's a lot of teams that don't necessarily have one. Like the Jags don't have a face. Like they're, there's three, but what right, I'm saying is they don't even have one. The majority of the league overwhelmingly, yeah. the quarterback is the face of their franchise. Right. No, and th- people say the Browns. Ray Pierce says the Browns on Instagram. No, uh, Baker, Baker, Baker Mayfield. Mayfield's still the face. He might not be the best face or the greatest face, but he is. Denver, I think, is a good point by Hunter Morgan because we don't know what Drew Locke is. Yeah, and so they've that's... John Elway's prop. John Elway slash Von Miller, probably the face of the Denver Broncos. So, and I had talked earlier about how uh, rarely are general managers the face of the franchise, but if you have a Hall of Fame Super Bowl winning quarterback as the as your GM. He's probably going to be more adapted to the face of the franchise. Ray brings up uh, the Bears, where I would say Khalil Mack is the face of that franchise. The Chargers, because of their transition, they just had one in Phillip Rivers, right? right. So, so there's there's a lot of transitional teams. I think the Chargers, the Broncos fall under the transitional teams. The Jags are absolutely mine is one nobody's named, which is uh, surprising and not surprising. It's the Patriots now. They don't have a quarterback. Bill, Bel- Bill Belichick's the face of the franchise. I know, but Tom Brady was, right? Well, I guess you asked me who is, that is not a quarterback is, was your original. Yeah, yeah. And that was the first one that came to mind. That's why I think it was kind of cheap because of what has just occurred. Yeah, for sure. It is the Giants, Sports. The Giants, Daniel Jones, I think is. Well, Saquon, Daniel Jones is, yeah. is, is people believe in the Giants circles that Daniel Jones has a lot of promise, you know? So I think the rookie quarterbacks and the transitional teams are very difficult to 
just throw on their shoulders of the face of the franchise. For so sure. the point is there's under 10, right? There's less than 10 franchises that don't. And the Titans be, I think, the most intriguing of them all, right? Because they're successful and don't have the, – the, the teams we've named are non-playoff teams, right? Yeah, but they're in transition, absolutely. And the Titans are AFC appearing uh, uh, franchise that is doesn't have. And how long can that last? That's I think the big question. Can you sustain success if they find Ryan Tannehill? And what happens that you say could happen with Ryan Tannehill? I think the Titans look. They are in a great spot. I think it could work out very very well. I think my fear is notoriously when you have this type of situation it usually ends up being an anomaly. Yeah. And they can't sustain being what they are. I think I'm going to come to a compromise. Uh, Corey says, dope show, guys. Fire emoji. Appreciate that, Corey. Uh, The compromise I have is, I I think it was Nick, Nick's comment that you read earlier that was that Derrick Henry is the face, but Ryan Tannehill is the voice of the Titans. I'm going to to compromise to that. I I will admit, right now, Derrick Henry is the face of the Titans franchise, but Ryan Tannehill is absolutely the voice of the Titans franchise. I would say uh, maybe outside because we haven't heard Derrick Henry speak. Maybe there's a political thing within the circles of the contract stuff. If you I, I think that, that's all. There's a lot to do with the franchise tag of why we have not heard from Derrick Henry. Yet. And that may be the case. But who did we see in all those videos last year, Austin? Who broke down the, the huddle? Who oh, was the leader with the sword? Oh, no doubt. Derrick Local. Henry. Derrick Henry is by is absolutely a leader. I think Ryan Tannehill has now – it was hard for – and Ryan Tannehill talked about this. He was a leader of an NFL franchise for eight years or so, seven years, with the Miami Dolphins. Then he had to come and be a backup and figure out how to not be a leader for a couple months. And then he was taken over for a guy that everybody loved. And while he wanted to be a leader, he had to do it the right way and earn the respect. Now he's got it. And I think here's the good thing about this entire conversation is we have talked for almost 40 minutes now about the, fa- the face of the franchise, and there's a lot of really good options. It's, it's yes, Derek Henry is a great option for face of the franchise. Ryan Tannehill and Mike Vrabel. We've talked about leadership. They've got Bayard, Tannehill, Vrabel, Henry, Evans. Uh, A.J. Brown showed his leadership. Lawan's talking about taking the next step in a leadership role. This Titans team just lost Delaney Walker, Drell Casey, Marcus Mariota, Wesley Woodyard. As leaders, and but they've already got the next crop of guys that are ready to take that spot. And I think this team is in a fantastic spot situation moving forward. Yeah, and the the sole reason is that is they just went to the AFC Championship game. When you have success, everybody wants to be a part of it, right? Everybody wants to carry that torch, pun intended, when you're talking about the flaming t- thumbtack. That's what that's that's the reason why. And you know what? We've come a long way, Austin. We've covered this team for a long time. I'm like 10-plus years in. Yeah. Having this same conversation would not have t- taken 38 minutes no. if we were talking about Ken Wisenhunt and Zach Mettenberger when they <laughs> were running the damn show and Tommy Smith waddling in and out of the, the facility. Well, he didn't even go in the damn facility, I feel like. The only time I saw him was after a game in the locker room, like trying to shake hands uh, in – I guess LP field at the time. Right. A to Z sports here live on a great Thursday Titans Thursday. We still got the magic bucket, uh, but here's got some really good audio about Rashawn Evans and what he can become 
for the Tennessee Titans. So I'll play you that audio here coming up in a second. But first, let me tell you about Mandu, the pulse of fitness. I had my Mandu workout yesterday, already feeling sore. It was it was less, it was like right at 12 plus hours ago. And I'm already feeling the effects from that great Mandu workout. It's a 15 minute workout of full body electronic muscle stimulation. And that workout that I did in 15 minutes simulates five plus hours in the weight room. The science is real and the results are real. Zach, I'm down to my back to my pre-quarantine self. I've lost 21 pounds of fat, almost 10% body fat since last July, coming up on a year. Mandu.com, your first workout absolutely free at Mandu.com. A to Z Sports, we're going to do something special. we got a good audience right now uh, that are Titans fans, and hopefully you enjoy this show. This is something Austin and I talked about last week that we wanted to do to give back to the people during the quarantine and really until sports return, until the Titans put those cleats in the soil. And what we're going to do is give you guys 30% off all A to Z sports gear. Hats, T-shirts, long sleeves, AZ30 right there. That's the promo code. You get 30% off all orders. We want you to support us like you have been. We want you to rock the gear, rock the logo. We appreciate you. We truly do. 30% off all orders. AZ30 is the promo code. We hope you get some stuff and some swag and, and rock those. The, look, the hat, the, the, the shirts we wear every single day, that's exactly what we wear. So yep. shop.azsportsnational.com, promo code AZ30. Now, Rob says, I'm guessing no big and tall gear. No, Rob, we got up to triple X. We got triple X. We got up to triple X, big dog. I'm not talking I don't know about how- those videos, okay, yeah. there, Rob. That I, I, don't, I don't know how big and tall Rob is or isn't. Uh, but, yeah, uh, we got some triple X's there, so go check it out. And the shirts run a little big anyway. So even if you need a quad, if you need a quad X, uh, then the triple probably works for you anyway. So, all right, guys, uh, Rashawn Evans talked a lot yesterday and there was one quote that I saw or or tweet that I saw about Rashawn Evans yesterday Zach that I thought was pretty impressive that he said that he has not stopped working out since the loss to the Kansas City Chiefs uh when we all know the play right before halftime uh, a a pretty badly injured Rashawn Evans via Dean Pease could not get Patrick Mahomes either tackled or forced out of bounds 25 yards later the Chiefs take the lead that they would never give up And that was kind of the end of the Cinderella story of the Tennessee Titans last season. But Rashawn Evans has a very bright future. Yeah, he absolutely does. And we're going to play you some audio from Joe Marino of the Draft Network. And this is is in May. This is a couple of months ago, or maybe March. March. One of the things things he said, and we'll 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 have Marino go ahead and listen. And I'll tell you, it's not always perfect for Rashawn Evans, dude, but I watch his Titans team play a ton. And, like, he has some really high-level moments where he is just – I mean, obviously he plays with such urgency and physicality. It's easy to love him. But, like, man, when he when he reads a clean man, he is just dynamic. And so I thought he turned it on a bit more as the season went along last year, uh, which I'm excited. I think he had some early struggles and really kind of yeah. came together. And I think his ceiling is super, super high. Like, I think he has the upside to be, like, one of the, one of the top ten middle backers in the league. So – I like his trajectory. I like his fit on this defense. He's super athletic, which is uh, good for this this disguised style defense that they run in Tennessee with a lot of multiple looks, man. I mean, it ain't always perfect for him, but I, he's a guy that I'd want to keep betting on. There you go. Very impressive. And, and a lot of – those are some high praise for Rashawn Evans. 
Like, I, I have high praise for him. I know you do, Austin. From hearing him speak, the person that he is, there was a reason why John Robinson and Mike Vrabel drafted him in the first round to be the centerpiece of their defense. He calls the plays. He's becoming a leader in his own right. He makes tackles. That guy's an outstanding player. I mean, the one thing that rings to my mind, and we talked this maybe about a couple of days ago, goal line stand against the Patriots in the playoffs. Him dicing through and making big-time plays. I, I really like where Rashawn Evans is heading. I do. Yeah, and, and look, I don't have a running stack of like the top 10 middle linebackers in the NFL, but Joe Marina right there from the Draft Dudes podcast with some high praise saying that he sees him as a top 10 middle linebacker in the league and then pointing out the versatility of Rashawn Evans. And really they have, I at this time last year, Zach, if you remember, we were all wondering, like we were all saying Cam Wake can't be the only pass rushing addition to the Titans defense, right? And my thought was they were going to use second-year linebacker Rashawn Evans as their difference maker in the pass rush. They didn't really do that yet. But as you see Rashawn Evans, his first year, because of the hamstring injury in camp that robbed him of his entire training camp, and it took him a couple months to really get comfortable. Then there were moments late last, late two seasons ago as a rookie. I think most notably for me, the one that stands out was it was against the Jags on Thursday night. Everybody remembers the uh, Derrick Henry game in that night, but Rashawn Evans made a couple plays where he immediately snuffed out and, and read the play and smacked Leonard Fournette either in the backfield or at the line of scrimmage. And that's when I started tweeting about, he's a human missile. Rashawn Evans is a human missile. So let's ask this question, Zach. What is Rashawn Evans' ceiling as a Titans middle linebacker? And then we'll read some comments uh, here too. What, what is Rashawn Evans' ceiling as Titans middle linebacker? Uh, Teron says he's definitely capable of becoming top 10 linebacker. The one issue is not getting mixed up in coverages uh, for sure. And Houston brings up, he was a psychology major, definitely knows a thing or two about being a leader. And Bucks had some good conversations on 615 podcast um, about with Rashawn Evans about that psychology major and that degree that he's gotten and really how he applies that to the game of football. It's been pretty impressive. So what is the ceiling for Rashawn Evans as Titans inside linebacker? Well, so that's the question we're going to ask. We'll read your comments. Look, I I would agree that top 10 is attainable. Top five is really, really hard. But in today's age, like we don't have the Patrick Willis's, the Brian Urlacher's, even Luke Keekley because of the retirement. That's not as sexy of a position as it used to be, I feel like. No doubt. Right? Yeah, like you're playing Blitz 2000 every afternoon. Like middle linebacker was one of the most important positions on those defenses back in the late 90s, early 2000s, not anymore. So I'll read, and I just pulled this up. This is from last year of just the top 10. I And I can already tell you this is wrong because Levante David is not on this list. Oh, yeah, right. Ridiculous. Biased. Yeah. But it's ridiculous. Levante David is a badass. He is okay? he is a beast. Yeah. And uh Devin White is going to be a badass himself. Sure. But Bobby Wagner, I think, tops the list, right? Luke yeah. keekley has gone. You have Darius Leonard of the Colts. Uh, I think he's all of linebacker. Leighton Vander Esch of the Cowboys has been no. very, very good. Yeah, but he's he's wishy-washy. He's been injured. He's been really good when he's injured. Like Sean Lee, the predecessor, you know, right? Yeah. Yeah, like uh, Roquan Smith of the Bears out of Georgia. 
Correct. I think he's he's kind of jumped into his own. C.J. Mosley, uh, Bernardrick McKinney. Uh, I think those guys, those are some names. But as we've referenced, long go the days of the middle linebacker, like jerseys. You don't buy those jerseys anymore, right? Yeah, no Erlacher, no Derek Brooks, no Ray Ray, uh, no Patrick Willis. Luke Keekley has retired. Um, so, and there's some good, so Bobby Wagner is brought up by Tron there. Um, uh, and some more, uh, Edmonds in, in the, with Buffalo is a, is a stud. Absolutely. Um, Christine says Evans can be top 10, but unfortunately he's a Titan and will always get overlooked in the NFL. We you'll all know like that. For that. We all <laughs> know that. You'll get a like for that, Christine. Yeah. Van Der Esch, Van Der Esch has... Uh, Rush definitely has injury issues with his neck. That's absolutely a concern that you don't know how it's going to impact him long-term, but Rashawn Evans, I think he's, he's more of a throwback linebacker. Like the Titans have two middle linebackers that are new age and old school, right? Jayon Brown is the new age linebacker, smaller than what you would normally think, but fast, quick coverage ability. And then Rashawn Evans is an absolute missile. He's a tank. He's big, and he can go downhill and hit anybody. So I think it's a good combination to have. So there are some things that Rashawn Evans needs to work on. I have one in particular that I'll mention. Uh, so what what do you think, Zach, is the ceiling for Rashawn Evans? I think the ceiling for Rashawn Evans, I think is top. Can he make a Pro Bowl? Because let's think about this. Well, you're going to have to deal with it. And look, Devin Bush has been in the combat. Devin, Devin Bush out of Michigan and is like long rat tail. I, I don't know what. That 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 guy gets two tackles a game as well. I'm not talking about Devin Bush. I'm talking about his long rat tail. Like the, the, he, Now you got to think about AFC guys, though, if you're really going to ask me that, right? The Pro Bowl question. Because yeah. you're going to get supplanted by, as Christine said, because you're a Titan. Well, they're, going, they're going to automatically defer – now Jarrell Casey's out of the way, right? That clears up a spot. Well, let's really think about out. this. There's only two inside linebackers per roster. So being a Pro Bowl inside linebacker is a hell of an accomplishment. Well, Bobby Wagner still has a few years, right? Well, like and, and, he's going to be playing at an all-time level. So now you only have one spot. Well, that he's he's NFC. Oh yeah, you're right. Excuse so me. here's here was last year's. I've been playing Blitz, where the Seahawks are AFC. That that's what's messing me up. They're in the AFC West. That's that a is good, so that's weird. a good trivia question. That is, is so weird. What what division were the Seahawks originally in? God, I for, I forgot about that. But the two middle linebackers wow. in the AFC Pro Bowl roster last year, Darius Leonard of the Colts, young guy, and a guy we just didn't even mention, forgot about Dante Hightower. Dante Hightower is an absolute stud. And, you know, he's been in the league a little bit. So I don't know when his game will start to it's peak when, when, in the drop. Will he become like Gerard Mayo and just disappear? Right? Like, I feel like Gerard Mayo played at such a high level for, for a, a, a handful of years for the Patriots and then just poof. Right. So, what is, but I think so Rashawn can Evans, Sean Evans make a Pro Bowl? Yes. That's, I mean, uh, yes, that's, he can. He can. He, yeah. It's going to take a hell of a year for him to do that because but he's, he's the trajectory. He's trending that way. It's not like he, after two years, we all know what happened in his rookie year. Not everybody does, but Titans fans and you and I do. 
Last year, he was outstanding. I mean, he he, he was. Yeah, I, I just think when it without comes Rashawn, to- this is how I justify it, Austin. Without Rashawn Evans, if he goes down for a couple of games, what, the defense is completely de- different, right? Sure. If Jayon Brown goes down, the the defense is not completely different. If Rashawn Evans does, it is. Yeah. Uh, Demario Davis, another good option uh, from from Jeffrey there. So I think Rashawn Evans' ceiling is a Pro Bowl alternate. I, I honestly feel like that is his ceiling because of where because of where he plays. He's a Pro Bowl alternate linebacker because being a top two linebacker in the AFC, he's never going to get that recognition because of where he plays, the franchise he's he's with. But he's definitely a Pro Bowl level player. I think he he'll make a Pro Bowl by being an alternate, because that's what it takes for Titans guys to get in the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Uh, Houston just asked, like, a completely hypothetical, crazy question, which we can answer it real quick. Who would you rather have, Keith Bullock or Rashawn Evans? I mean, you, you pick Keith Bullock just based on the career. I mean, Mr. Monday Night. And plus, well, Titans probably going to have a lot more primetime games, and you want Mr. Monday Night playing in those. Well, there's two things that Rashawn Evans doesn't have yet that Keith Bullock was, ex- was excelling. Long white sleeves or red sleeves? In red the gloves. Red gloves. No, I'm kidding. So, uh, but there are a couple things that Rashawn Evans has to, you know, improve on for him to become that Pro Bowl level. And I'll talk about that. But first, Zach, tell people about Calvin and Subtle.com. Yeah, absolutely. I, I will. Calvin and is where you need to get your hardwood. Bring in the lay in the wood, Rashawn Evans. They'll look, they'll sit there and they will replace your hardwood floors or your carpet. Great, great, great middle Tennessee company that is efficient, effective, and the cost is not that much for really good quality stuff. You've been at your house for a long, long time. Probably the, the dogs and the kids have been scratching up the floors. It's time to replace them, or the carpet's been getting old. Maybe you want to replace them with hardwood floors. Very simple, 615-448-6414. That's 615-448-6414. You can see that at the bottom of your screen if you're watching on some of our platforms. Calvinandsubtle.com. Give them a call. They will come out, look at your space. They'll take the CDC precautions. They call in the material. They can install it within one to two weeks. You cannot beat that. That's Calvinandsubtle.com. All right, A to Z Sports, as Zach mentioned, if you're watching the show right now, how about this, AZ30. For 30% off all orders, shop.a-to-zsportsnashville.com. Check that out, shop.a-to-zsportsnashville.com. We want to help you guys out uh, during the summer. You get hats, uh, short sleeve T-shirts, long sleeve shirts, polos. Uh, pullovers are nice too. AZ30 for 30% off uh, of your order at shop.a-to-zsportsnashville.com. Zach, I do think there are a couple things, two things in particular, that Rashawn Evans has to sure up before he can become a Pro Bowl-level linebacker with the Tennessee Titans. The first one is pretty obvious. Everybody knows it. He's got to be become more consistent and more comfortable in coverage. Because, because he played outside linebacker and was a pass rusher coming out of high school and at Alabama, he has not just had simply enough reps to develop the comfort level of being dropping back in coverage that he needs to have with the Titans in order to take that next step. So that is a, that's an obvious one. The second one is something that I didn't even realize. We played you that Joe Marino audio from the Draft Network. Uh, he does the, the podcast Draft Dudes with Kyle Krabs, who mentioned that Rashawn Evans, his missed tackle rate is too high for what he was drafted to be. And he has to fix his missed tackle rate. 
Last year, his missed tackle rate was 13%, and he's been over 10% in both of his first two seasons. And that the, the, the spot that you start to judge where you have too many missed tackles is that 10% rate number. He's got to get under that 10% rate of missed tackles, which makes me think, like, why has Rashawn Evans missed too many tackles? I, and the first thing that came to my mind was because the guy is just so fast downhill that he might be a little too out of control at times where he cannot finish a tackle that he starts that turns into a missed tackle. So comfort level and coverage and working on that missed tackle rate to get that down under 10% is a big important thing. Quick marketing idea for Kyle Krabs, who I've never heard of. I got Krabs. That's the name of his new podcast, or it should be. That would get a lot of Google searches, probably a lot of hits. Yeah, I, think, I, I, sh- I don't know if I, that I think works, though. I think it's a great marketing point. Here's what I would say to what you just said. I agree with both of those. Here's the benefit. Here's what I counter with. He has Mike Vrabel as his head coach, and Mike Vrabel, I believe, knows how to fix those, right? Sure. Because he's because of his experience being in the league. Mike Vrabel was an outstanding tackler, right? That was one of his MOs. He was willing to go out and get it, find the football, find the ball carrier, and take him down. I know different positions, but Mike Vrabel's played them all. I mean, that, that's kind of the crazy part. Yeah. So I that that if Rashawn Evans needs to fit the biggest benefit that Rashawn Evans has is his head football coach, Mike Vrabel. I, I absolutely agree. Because Mike Vrabel wants to fix those things. Yeah, absolutely. And J- Josh says, as bad as Avery Williamson was at coverage, I cannot and will not complain about Rashawn Evans in coverage. Uh, LGRW on YouTube says, Bayard only missed 4% of his tackles, four misses on 99 attempts, according to Pro Football Focus, which is pretty nuts. So if you think about that, uh, that you see – Rashawn Evans at 13% missed tackles. And we all know the big one is that one on Patrick Mahomes. And as Dean P said the next day, that nobody understood how much of an injury Rashawn was dealing with. Steph says tackling can be taught easily. In the NFL, I don't necessarily agree. Like, because of the lack of opportunities to teach tackling. You can teach tackling when you're young. But I feel like when you're at the end, they can't, they cannot. It is against the rules for them to tackle. Yes. Like the whole thing is you're supposed to know how to tackle when it gets the NFL. And I remember Zach, we had a conversation with former uh, Vandy linebacker now with the Texans, Zach Cunningham. Remember that a couple of years ago going into his senior year? And he was like, oh yeah. He was like, Derek Mason taught me. And he started naming like different, uh, different ways and variations of ways to tackle like and they all had names they're they like wrestling moves of different ways and to tackle a ball carrier and you gotta know that before you get to the nfl i think for sean evans it's all about body control at this point and just not getting too excited because he has a tendency to be a missile yeah quick uh i saw in the chat they're talking about going back and forth with patrick willis quick patrick willis story before we get to the magic bucket so Patrick Willis, one of my favorite players of all time. And I do remember when I was like a freshman, he was a senior. So it was like, that was staggered. He was the guy, right? Oh, yeah. So he used to, I, I used to live in his neighborhood, uh, Shiloh. A lot of things went down in Shiloh that are not suitable for work. But sure. Patrick Willis used to drive a red Tahoe. I know exactly where he used to live. And 
his senior year, he broke his hand. You talk about and uh, talk about that club on his on his hand. Uh, Steph, I think, brought it up. Patrick Willis yeah. with the club on his broken hand. I distinctly remember Patrick Willis in his red Tahoe ro- rolling through uh, Shiloh with that club, and you could see the club. It was just this big white mass, and that's how you knew that was Patrick Willis. And then you'd see him play on Saturday, and he was just like a tackling machine. Now, he had a foot injury. His career ended a lot shorter, and he he wanted it to. Look, rich guy, loves to fish, lives in San Francisco. His life's going to be a lot easier. But that guy does not get enough credit as a Hall of Fame middle linebacker. Yeah. Tron says he played Patrick Willis in Madden online. He used the Steelers. I used the 49ers. Made him turn it off. <laughs> That's hilarious. When it, like the, the gratifying – If he did that with a club on his hand playing, now that's even more impressive. Right. With the gratifying feeling of playing against somebody online in a video game where you make them so damn mad that they just pull the, the power cord is always the – you feel great when it says opponent has left the game. So this is kind of a side topic. Do you think Patrick Willis will ever get into the Hall of Fame? I, I don't know enough about the situation to even begin. I mean, it's going to be a, a tough case because, and by IG Live, it's going to be a tough case for Patrick Willis to get in because of the short career he had. But he's kind of like the Calvin Johnson example, the Gale Sayers example, even Terrell Davis. Uh, but he didn't win a Super Bowl like Terrell Davis did, neither did Calvin Johnson. But Calvin Johnson was by far the best in the game at that position, and we know that. So he'll have to... Here's his quick, yeah, here's his quick stats. So played seven years, uh, 2007 to 2014. First round pick, 11 overall. Listen to this. Seven-time Pro Bowler He's in. in eight years. He's so he, seven-time Pro Bowl, five-time first-team All-Pro. Okay. And uh, end, of, end of discussion. He's Defensive in. Rookie of the Year. Right. A Buckus Award winner. Two-time NFL tackle, solo, and combined leader in 2007, his rookie year, and 2009. But the shortness of his career goes against that. Right, but but even though, like, seven-time Pro Bowl, name me guys who were named five-time All-Pros that are not in. If if they're not in, they're probably kickers or punters. Yeah. Or a kick returner. Like that, that's that. If you make five All-Pros, you're going to get in the the Hall of Fame. No doubt. So how many years after you retire? Five. Or after, yeah. Five. So he's so he is not he's eligible, right? Yeah. So he is not. Yeah, I have not. I don't remember seeing him on a short list of qualifiers or finalists or semifinalists. Yeah, nobody talks about him. He gets lost now. Now the one thing the NFL does very well is the Hall of Fame is a very prestigious, exclusive club, right? Go and I do this sometimes. I don't know why. Maybe I'm a weird sports guy. I go to the Hall of Fame website and I just go back and look of how few people are actually in the Football Hall of Fame. That's right. something that they have gotten correct. Now, that's going to start to change with like the Eli Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady conversation, right? All of those are from the same era. Now, Tom has extended his era, but like these are going to be really tough conversations. Calvin Johnson. 2015, he retired, so his eligibility would be this year, right? Or There's about be- to be a log, uh, just a um, jammed up, just people trying to get through, and it's going to be tough because stats have exploded, and you know receiver numbers are crazy, 
and quarterback numbers are nuts. You know, it, it's going to be really difficult to, to get in when you have the most recent era of guys. We should do a show. That'd be a great show, especially in the summer months. Pick five Hall of Fame guys or tweeners. And let's just vote on them like you and I and everybody in the show. I think that would be very interesting. I think Patrick Willie and Calvin Johnson, I would, I think we both agree, both should get in. Yeah. And Rob asked, why did he retire? His feet, man. Like his feet just could not, he could not deal with it anymore. With that all combined the- with like, it was smart for him to stop playing. Like he had made the money. That right. He made. Yeah, for sure. It is he sports here live. Let's get to, the magic bucket on this Thursday. Enjoying the magic bucket. We're bringing it back. I got the bucket uh, right here. We'll do the magic bucket. But first, let me tell you guys about RentersWarehouse.com. They are the professional landlords in the Nashville area. RentersWarehouse.com is where to go to find out how much your home can rent for. Because there are alternatives to selling your home after you move. Renters Warehouse can help you get that long-term wealth, that mailbox money that comes every month from other pay- people paying your mortgage and then some. Build equity in your home. Create an extra cash flow. RentersWarehouse.com. They're, it's, it's a perfect time to use Renters Warehouse right now because people with Airbnbs, they're sitting empty because there's no travel. You can rent it out temporarily for a few months. RentersWarehouse.com is where to go. Yeah, great idea there for Renters Warehouse. Support the local businesses that support us. Also, support my endeavor of trying to win a Super Bowl at 1 o'clock. Week 15. I'm 10 and 3 on the season. I play the Atlanta Falcons, the Dirty Birds, right? Jamal Anderson. That's going to be good. One o'clock today. We're going to go on the Blitz Field live and see if we can get a playoff berth. Jacksonville lost. They're at 9 and 4. I'm at 10 and 3. Trying to get that first round by. Maybe supplant the Broncos as the number one overall seed and make life a lot easier. I hope you guys have been enjoying that. Triple overtime two days ago, one down to the wire against the Raiders yesterday. So, hope we enjoy that at, at one. I can't wait. Yeah, I, I love uh, as we've been infiltrated on Periscope by some person who has no idea what we are talking about. Uh, as, as this St. Row has brought up, I think this isn't relevant to what's happening. You guys should humble yourself. This person who is, and now Teron's clapping back and saying, what are you talking about, guy? We are talking about football, and now we are talking about the magic bucket. So, Zach... Uh, as Josh, what do we Carroll, do first? Well, as as Josh Carroll brought up that I was about to say, Josh Carroll says, "Please tell me Austin brought a sticker." Josh, I'm sorry to disappoint you. Austin did not bring a sticker. Not prepared. Yeah, not I was not prepared. And, uh, again and again, we find ourselves in the same predicament that Austin not prepared for the show. And really, it's not. Look, I'm not mad. I'm more You're disappointed. And I think everybody else in the chat and watching this show is disappointed in you, Austin. Yeah, for sure. It's the second week in a row without a sticker. So how are we going to fix this? Right? So, look, everybody's got problems. We got to find a – so how are we going to fix this? Only you can fix this. But Teron says, man, no sticker, bring Buck back. Uh, Austin's never prepared on Thursday. Amen. Well, it is disappointing, and I'm sorry. And I look, it's on me. I got to go to my redbubble.com and go find a sticker because that's where the stickers come from. So I, I Boo this man. No, this is what we do. Well, people Boo are, this man in the me. chat. Boo. And, I, and I, I agree with Renald. Where Boo. is Zach's rap? Because we have the ability to play audio, so Zach should have the ability to rap. Well, we don't. Well, actually, that's not true, Big Dog. You really want to talk about that and the technological 
struggles that we have with our new system when it involves the rap. Look, I'll do the rap. I'm a man of my word. We, I just thought that the pandemic would end and we'd go, life would go back to normal or somewhat normal. That hasn't happened. Look, we'll adapt. I'll do the rap. But if you don't start bringing stickers, I'm going to start boycotting the rap because you're not participating just like I'm not participating, as everybody said. So that's on you, bud. Boo. Boo. Boo this yeah. man. Now, our, our troll, uh, St. Rose, says, did you do Jesus the same and I didn't bring Jesus a sticker too? Uh, maybe so. I, I don't know. I don't know. But, well, all right. Let, so let's get to the magic bucket. Uh, I believe I am uh, drawing for me first, right? You may be, You know, we, we need to instill a rule. If you go two weeks without a sticker, you have to pick twice. There has to be a punishment or you're never going to change. That's fair. Not not right now, though. Moving forward. <laughs> okay. Moving forward. Yeah, Roger says Austin can rap. That's right. I laid it down. Great. All right, Zach. Uh, this is for me. I already did it. That was where you're watching the opposite wrist the next day, which was a pain in the ass. So, but I've already done it. <laughs> All right. All right. So, Zach, you've done this. Now I have to. At some point during tomorrow's show, I have to casually eat a banana. Ah, man, I thought it was going to be say a word, but that that's good. No, I have to casually eat a banana tomorrow on the show. So You that, didn't see me do that. Buck was doing the show the day I did it. I went back and looked, yes. I, I did to go make back. Make sure I ate the banana? Yes, I, I went back to just Holding to me see. accountable. I was wow. ready to see the approach. But, yes, so I have to casually eat a banana tomorrow on the show. Uh, Don't forget so, that banana. I had to stop at Kroger that morning. I remember buy one single. Well, banana. and I know the, we have a problem here because my wife takes a banana to work every day, part of her breakfast, and so I know tomorrow is Friday. We only have one banana left, <laughs> so I'm going to have to go get more bananas. Or because you're going to have to negotiate with your wife. No, saying, no, I, need, I need this banana. I, I'll, I just have to maybe go to the grocery store a day earlier than I had to, but so I, I will bring a banana in to eat on the show tomorrow. All right. All right, Zach, answer this question. Okay. Is cereal a soup? Why or why not? Is cereal a soup? Is cereal a soup? Why or why not? There's a lot of cereal is not a soup because it is served at a colder temperature than soup is served. Soup is served traditionally warm or hot. Cereal is traditionally served cold. That's a big difference in soup. Plus, I would also add, and this is tough because you can add proteins and fruit to a cereal, but more proteins are in soups, like hardiness of chicken. The hardiness of a soup defines a soup. Cereal is not a soup. Um, well, I will say this. I just put up a list of 20 chilled soup recipes to help cool you off in the summer. <laughs> so soups are chilled as well. And when have you, when do you eat chilled soup? I, I don't eat soup in general. You don't eat soup? No, I don't eat soup. I, I don't, I, I don't eat, nor do I eat cereal. So I could, I can say I don't eat soup. Look, if I just. Is cereal a soup? I just Googled it. That, and here's the first thing. Of course, cereal isn't a soup. Well, but <laughs> cereal isn't hot. But 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 soup can be cold. 
Now, but I not think traditionally, I think the correct answer is cereal is not a soup, but your your why or why not was incorrect. Then because, why? And I think the question comes up is from Shrike. He says because you don't cook the cereal. Because <laughs> cereal is not cooked, but where you have to cook the soup yourself. Cook means heat. What? But so, but that tomato doesn't mean tomato soup. You don't to, eat cold tomato soup. You don't cook tomato soup. You do cook tomato soup, but then you can also serve it cold if you want to. Like there's chilled fennel soup with butternut walnuts. Like you have to cook that, but then you chill it. Then there's peach and tomato gazpacho, so which is a chilled soup. Uh, mix and match melon soup. Do you chill- eat chili? Do I eat chili? Uh, occasionally in the summer. So you do eat soup. Is chili a soup? I don't know. Is chili a soup? Variety of the spice of life. Chili does not usually have a broth or a stock. Therefore, it is not a soup. So the absence of a broth or a stock is the justification. That could be another reason of why cereal is not a soup. Because it's Cere- not- the correct answer is cereal is not a soup, but your initial because it's cold is not correct. Well, that was my thinking. Now, <laughs> so I just want to get to it. Chili is not a soup either, says Johnny. Uh, let's see. Uh, Alex says V8 drink is tomato soup cold. Uh, well, you asked me a question, I tried to answer it as best. David as says, Okay, you might have to turn in that man card, Austin. You know, made way too many chilled soups. David, I, I literally said I pulled up a list of 20 chilled soups that cool you off for the summer. Yeah, that was just not that, that was not off the top, of my not off the top of the dome. Yeah, I yeah. mean, like David's like, David says, I should turn in my my man, man, man car because I know what chilled Ooh. ginger and melon soup is. Well, we got a smarter brother alert, smarter brother alert. Maybe we just needs to be E to Z sports because Ethan Stanley says you can't eat dry soup. You can't eat dry cereal. No, the answer. No. I'm only like, you're saying that my brother's smarter than me. Well, my brother's a really smart guy, but just because he said that doesn't mean he's smarter than me. You're the one that said that's, that, that, that's a good, that's a, that's it. Zach, you're the one that said that cereal is not a soup because it, it's not uh, hot, which is not true. And you can't eat hot cereal, which is could be soup. But like, but see, that's 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 why that's wrong, right? Traditional, right? You can I you could do a lot of things. You could you know put put Cheerios up your nose, but that's not how it works, right? So like you doing it different differently i think i think my answer works it may not be the perfect answer but it works uh, ethan says he's much smarter uh Drake says dry cereal is just eating like eating raw vegetables in soup form <laughs> i actually here's the funny thing about me i used to eat cereal every single day of the week for like 8 years and then i stopped i have not eaten cereal in about 5 years probably uh, probably 3 years Gave it yeah. up. I, I I will look. I, I, you asked me if I eat soup earlier. Like I I have like four cans of soup in the pantry. Those are if, like backup. It's like, it's like yeah, the ultimate. Like oh crap, we got nothing for dinner. Hey, you want to split a bowl of soup and have something else with it? That's what grilled cheese and tomato soup. I, I'll I'll can get down on that whenever I need to get out of the bind. Yeah, and I've made a homemade tortilla soup. I can make a fire homemade tortilla soup. 
Yeah, you've talked about that a lot. But I, yeah. I'm not a soup person. I, soup doesn't fill me up, I feel like. Yeah, so the reason why I stay away from cereal, I started drinking too much milk. I Like, my milk, I go high milk content. I thought you were going to say too many carbs. <laughs> no, it was my milk intake. Right? I too was much going sugar. Through, uh, Lucky well, Charms was getting to me. Well, I, didn't, I don't eat sugar. My mother would never let me have sugary cereal. I We only – honey bunches of oats. That's the only cereal I ever ate. Could not have cookie crisps. Don't know what Cocoa Puffs tastes like. Reese's Puffs, Reese's for the Puffs have no idea. Yeah. Captain no. Crunch original. Yeah. She just never – sugar cereal was out. I, I wanted them, right? I was the kid like, cookie crisp. Come on, Mom. And she was like, no. <laughs> all right, so cereal is not a soup. We all agree on that. We've figured out ways and reasons why it's not. So that's the magic bucket. Thanks for watching on this Thursday, guys. We'll be back tomorrow morning. Uh, Buck Rising tonight, A to Z Sports Primetime. Also, 615 Sessions podcast episode is out this morning. Talking about Ryan Tannehill and the Titans. Zach, who you got today in the Blitz matchup? The Dirty Birds. Chris Chandler and uh, uh, what, Andre Risen. Jamal Anderson, is he still on this team? Yes, Jamal Anderson will be on this team. So he'll be featured today. And I will clear some things up, including my old bud Austin Stanley on, and I told him this either, but Matthew brings up the point. I, I mentioned this on the show during oh. the game yesterday. Change to the defensive lineman. Stop playing as a safety, bros. You can't, okay? It will not pre-snap allow you to select the defensive lineman. You can only select cornerbacks and safeties. That's a part of the game. So I'm going to put an end to all you armchair safeties that watch me play blitz at 10 and 3 mind you i'm a pretty damn good team right like no nobody recognizes the record and look i still got a long way to go the season's not over i'm still buying for our vying for a, a first round buy and good playoff seating and a division title but get off my back about the game if you don't know how to play yeah rob says backseat qbs are the best <laughs> Yeah. They are. They, that's what makes it fun. And and like ever since we talked about the you can't change to that specific player, I'm not going to ride you for that anymore because now I understand it. Thank you. Right. I but but I, I also do think, uh, you know, you've gotten better at defense. I thought your red zone defense yesterday was pretty phenomenal un, until you gave up the safety and things started to fall apart a little bit. But then but you I allowed – got rid of that. <clears throat> yeah. And it's, it's tough, right? It's tough. So – all right, well, we'll see you at what, 1 o'clock today? 1 o'clock. 1 o'clock Central Time for, for NFL Blitz. Titans versus Falcons Wait, today. Yeah, when does Vrabel speak today? Actually. Vrabel speaks at 2.15, so you got time. So, you're good. So we're you're in good shape there. So, All right, guys, well, we will uh, see you later on. Thanks for watching. Have a good rest of your Thursday. Adios.